0: pause your word counts, and enjoy.
1: Hey, everyone. We are so happy to be here with Agent Megan Barnard. She is going to do something I know all of you love, which is go through her inbox in a 10 queries format. Megan, thank you so much
0: for doing this.
2: Thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited.
0: Oh my gosh, Megan, this is so exciting. Like we, like this is one of our most popular um, things we do here on the podcast. So we're so excited to have you. Before we get started, what do you look for
2: in a query letter? For me, query letters are like, Have to be pretty skimmable documents. So often I don't have a ton of time to be looking through them. You know, it's while I'm on a commute, when I have some free time. So for me, I really like query letters to be concise. You know, they they shouldn't be five pages long, anything like that. I like generally just, you know, an opening, a greeting. I don't really care if you put, Uh, personalized information too much. It's always nice when you say something like, hey, you know, I saw on your manuscript wish list, or I saw a tweet, something like that. And then just a couple short paragraphs about about your book. I really just want to know, you know, who are the characters? What do they want? What's stopping them from getting it? And then a a quick bio at the end. For the bio, you know, you don't have to be a bestseller. You don't have to have sold, you know, 20,000 books. Just tell me like, do you have a dog? Do you like to travel? You know, What do you do when you're not writing? Is this your debut novel? Things like that, just anything that kind of flesh you out as a person as well.
1: And why don't we do a little bit of that for you? So what do you do when you're not working in your huge amounts of spare time?
2: (laughs) (laughs) In my huge amounts of spare time, mostly for probably the past six months or so, I am just kind of chasing my five-month-old Sheltie puppy around. Aw. So he's very cute. His name is Pippin because me and my husband are big um, Lord of the Rings nerds. (laughs) Sometimes we do call him a fool of a toque if he's being really bad. (laughs) But yeah, so mostly just chasing him around. We could catch him for maybe about two weeks, and now he's just so much faster than us. Other than that, I do a lot of reading in my spare time. Sometimes, some days when I've been reading manuscripts all day, I'm like, I I cannot read another thing. But I still try to keep up with my own personal reading. And then I like to watch a lot of cooking shows like Top Chef Great British Bake Off which is funny cuz i hate to cook i am i just i don't like it it takes up way too much time but i love critiquing cooking shows and being like i could do that way better than you even though i obviously can't
1: <laughs> <laughs> So does that mean you're looking for cookbooks or what do you wish you had in your inbox right now Yeah
2: absolutely um i actually love food writing i'm interested in cookbooks but any kind of food writing that kind of <laughs> I don't know. Food for me is like such a a deeply emotional thing. So food writing, really anything that kind of goes into the history of food, people's connections with food. Ruth Reichel has a book called um, Save Me the Plums, which I've recently read. It's so good. And it's, you know, it's food writing, but it's really just, I don't know, it's about her life at gourmet and it's gorgeous. I love anything like that. Yeah. So I also, I do other nonfiction. I am interested in memoir. Nature writing, I love anything that kind of combines that, like the salt path, h is for Hawk, anything similar to that. And then really, the only other kind of nonfiction I really do is narrative nonfiction. so it really needs to have more of like story, you know, elements. I don't do like self-help or stuff like that. so for fiction, I really only do adult fiction. I'd love anything historical. I specifically love kind of. 1850s and above anything that's kind of glitz glammy I love you know jazz era stuff and um, also women's fiction upmarket and book club I'd love more literary fiction I just read the island child um, by Molly Aitken and it was just jaw-droppingly beautiful. I, I cried just when I finished it because it was so gorgeous. Yeah, and I love to see. I I do a little bit of fantasy, but only if it's like historical fantasy, like kind of like The Snow Child or like Circe, which probably one of my favorite books I've read in ten years. Yeah, so anything like that. I I also love suspense and thrillers. Anything with an unreliable narrator, something like. Creepy and twisty that'll keep me up at night. I don't like a lot of gore, but yeah, anything in that vein I'm, I'm really open to and, and excited to find. That's amazing. So, do you have one tip for writers? Yeah, so I would say probably my one biggest tip for writers is it's something you hear a lot, but it's just to like keep writing. I think really the way that writers get agents and get published is they just they don't give up, you know, like you don't have to write every single day and do 2000 words a day like Stephen King. But if you just keep writing, keep working on refining your craft, I think that's really the way that you're going to gonna get where you want to be. Awesome. And can you tell us
1: how you got where you want to be? So you're an agent now. How did that happen?
2: Yeah. Um, so interestingly enough, like a lot of the listeners, I actually started as a querying writer. I think it was about Seven or eight years ago, you know, I finished a manuscript in college. I was like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go out. I'm gonna get this published. I didn't even know what an agent was at that time, but so I just kind of started looking online. I went through Twitter and I kind of realized, oh, there's like a bridge between editors and writers, and those are the agents. Um, so I actually, I started querying. I actually used Manuscript Academy myself as a writer, which was really uh. cool. Yeah, um it was amazing. It was like totally invaluable you know to actually talk with an actual agent, get real feedback, which is what I was desperate for like the whole time. I was like, I just want someone in the industry to tell me like, is this working or not? Yeah, so that that worked really well. And then as I kind of learned more about publishing, I decided like, hey, I, I want to get an internship in this. I want to see what this world really is if it's something I actually want to do. So I got a remote internship. And then from there, I really just, I interned for three years. Um, I interned at PS Literary Agency and then Folio Literary Management. And I did those remotely for, for about three years. And I kind of like worked my way up from reading queries and reading submissions, helping with, you know, submission lists, editing some client manuscripts. And from there, I was like, this is all I want to do. So in, I think, February of 2020 of this year, I um, I got a job with the Jennifer de Chiara Literary Agency and haven't looked back. It's, it's, it's been amazing.
1: Can you tell us a little bit about your editorial approach and how you give writers feedback? I know that's something that's, um, it's very interesting to people. Like, how do we know how to do that? How do we get the right
2: tone? How do we know for being helpful? So for me, I really kind of, I think the first thing that I really do when, when I'm editing is really to see like, am I invested in this? Am I interested? I think it's once you read so much, so many submissions and queries and books and stuff, I think you get kind of a it's almost like you get a certain palate when you're when you're eating food, and suddenly you build up to you know spicier flavors, more intense things. I think it's kind of similar um, when you're editing. You realize, okay, you know, what am I doing with this? How are the the characters relating to each other? Are they? What's their motivation? Is there something really important that's driving the story forward? And from there, I just kind of delve down. I probably start more on a bigger level you know I start with you know characters and motivation plot stakes and then go down all the way to line by line sentence by sentence Um, because I think that's where the real beauty of writing comes in when you really hone it down and you're like this is the perfect word for this sentence for this paragraph for this book yeah so I I would say I'm, I'm quite editorial I really care about that kind of that aspect of making sure it's really exactly where you want it to be tonally in the voice and that kind of thing.
1: Cool. And I love, I love comparing it to cooking because when I realized it's like you can taste something and be like, okay, do we need salt, fat, acid, or heat?
2: <laughs> Except, and a great cookbook. Oh, man. Never <laughs> read a better
1: one. But yeah, you know, it's like, okay, do we need some lemon juice for acid? Do we need something spicy for heat? Yeah, another way of thinking about it. And yeah. also editing, like knowing, being able to determine what it needs more of, I think is always really useful, but takes a lot of time.
0: That's amazing. Like, I, I I, always think of it as wine, like, you know, like, like how the nuances of wine, but I think that the cooking analogy is that much better. And I can't wait to get into your query box. <laughs> so this is how it's going to work. We're going to do 10 queries, you're going to go just scan them and give us a couple details without revealing too much. And then you can say whether you would pass or whether you put it in a think pile or, or whatever your process is. So however it works for you and how you do it in your regular day works for us.
2: All right. Okay. Yay. Hey, let's go. <laughs> so getting into the uh, query box, so I use query manager so I can kind of see them all in front of me. So let's see. The first one is fantasy. It's a good length, which is great. Um, starts out with the title and kind of telling me what the story is. Kind of interesting because this one is kind of going back in time quite a lot, kind of starting at the birth of the human species, which I think is kind of cool. Yeah, and then there's about, there's a paragraph kind of telling me what's going on in it. It's a little convoluted, but I, I still think it's interesting. It's giving me the character and kind of what's happening to her. And then I have a bio that I like, kind of telling me more about how this writer is connecting to the actual story. And then in the bio itself, I hear that, you know, this writer was, you know, a finalist in a a literary competition that I know of that's a really great competition. And they comped one of my favorite books. So that pretty much often is always going to get you like, okay, I'm definitely going to look at these pages. Yeah, I think this would be a request for me. It's interesting. It's a great length for this. So, yeah, this would be a request. Ooh, first one's a request. I I like this pattern. (laughs) Okay, so second one is mystery. It's a little short, um, but I I think it's okay. Um, So we start out with some information about this book itself. Hmm kind of talking about how it's following something real that happened, but then fictionalizing it. So I'm not quite sure how that would work. Let's see. It is set in a great location, and location is important to me. I love really rich, descriptive stories that are, like, really lush. That's one of my favorite things about reading. Huh. It's long, though. This query is about seven paragraphs, and that's a little long when I'm trying to skim something. Um, and this is more of like a synopsis on the actual, you know, here's a the, the query, which is more like the character, the motivation, the stakes. And then the bio is long. Bio is a little long, too. It's like a good, it's a one paragraph, but it's about six or seven sentences, so that's a little long. Fortunately, I think this is a pass for me. It doesn't quite give me enough about the character and, and what they're really wanting, so this would be a pass. Okay, our next one is literary, which is great. It's exactly what I've been looking for. Great word count, about, you know, in the 70,000 range, so that's perfect. Oh, and it's great. It starts out with an immediate personalization. You know, saying they... Read an interview about me, mentioned one of the books I recently mentioned on a manuscript wish list, and then it goes into immediately what the novel is literary fiction, it's alternate POV, which I love. It's hard to do well, but I love anything that, that has alternate POV. So that's awesome. And then it has some really great comp titles too. So it's a great start. Um, let's see. Yeah, and then it starts with, you know, some. Some family dynamics, which I'm really interested in. Shocking secrets. I'm a sucker for shocking secrets. I love them. I'm always shocked. (laughs) And then it kind of goes on to, okay, how will these two characters get over this secret and move forward in their lives? Yeah, this is a definite request. It had a great start with some great comp titles. That personalization. Yeah, so definitely a request for this one. Okay, next one. Okay, so the next one, it looks like is a novella. I don't actually rep novellas. So that would kind of be an immediate pass for me. But another thing just to mention is it is what it looks like sci-fi. And I'm really not interested in any sci-fi. It's just not uh, my area of expertise or interest. So that would be a pass. Let's see. Uh, next one is contemporary. Good word count in the 80,000 range um, starts out with my name, just a little citation, which is nice. Um, let's see. Huh. It's a, it's a little hard to understand. It's actually quite short. It's just one paragraph kind of telling me about this story, you know, a character who's kind of struggling in his place in this world, which you tend to see a lot in queries, And then kind of just more describing his, you know, this character's day-to-day work. So, you know, things that are happening to him rather rather than him, you know, affecting them. It's things happening to him, which is a little bit harder to connect to. And then there isn't a bio in here. Even though I do have a query manager and, like, there are all different sections for it, just so you guys know, it'd be great to have the bio all within the query just so I don't have to flip back and forth. It's really helpful for me. Yeah, I really don't quite know what this is. For the comp titles, they're really, really wide-reaching. Like, there's one on one end for a TV show and then another that's like a fantasy novel. So I I think this one isn't for me because it just doesn't have enough information for me to really know what it is. Okay, let's see. Going forward, some more literary fiction, great word count in the 80,000 range. This is kind of literary, but it's in the past, in the, it looks like you know, some sort of the 60s. Um, and it's good because it starts out immediately saying, okay, this is the character. This is what she can't do. This is what she's trying to do. She has a specific city she really loves and is fighting for, let's see. And then there's kind of more going into what things are driving her family apart. Um, and then we have the correct attachment. I asked for five pages um attached in the career manager, so she did that, which is great. And then the comps are good. There are three different comps that kind of tell me okay, why this is working for this for this character, so I like that a lot. And then it has a great bio which it says, you know, okay, here's where I went to school. This is an essay I had published, where they live who, you know, why they connect to the story, which I like. This would be one I would probably look at the, the pages for, because it, it's not quite clear enough to me what this character's motivation is. But I like the writing style in the query, and they do really follow the, re- the, the submission guidelines I have. So I, I actually think that works well. Uh, yeah, so this would be a maybe. And for for most of my queries, unless it's explicitly a genre I don't represent or the word count is like 500,000 words or something, I generally do look at the pages because I was a querying writer at one point. I know how hard it is to write a query. So I pretty much always look at them just to see, you know, okay, is there something here that I didn't see in the query itself? Okay, so then the next one, it looks like, is a thriller it's maybe a little short in the, the low 70,000s, but I think that'd be okay. Okay, it starts out immediately with my name and then goes right into the story. Hmm. So the problem I'm seeing with this one is that a lot of thrillers I see, it's, you know, a person goes missing, someone is murdered. There's there's not a lot that I'm seeing that's super new in this, no, there, there is, it, it's kind of interesting for this one because I said that and then I'm reading on a little bit and I'm seeing that, okay, you know, this character suddenly returns and is not missing anymore. So that's kind of interesting. I don't really have much of a bio. It's like one sentence for a bio. I'd like to be a little longer. Just tell me a little bit more about yourself. This would probably be a maybe. This is another one I'd look at the pages, see if they're they go more into it because right here this is really short this is maybe two hundred words I don't quite have a ton of information but I definitely look at the pages and see is this something that's that feels fresh and new like I really want um, a thriller to feel okay and then moving on okay so this is literary fiction oh but so for this query it's only. It's kind of one paragraph. There's no separation, no salutation for me, um, no bio, no actual information about the book, like any of the metadata. Just goes right into it. Um, It does have an unreliable narrator, which I love. Um, I'm seeing a lot. This character, this looks more like kind of a, a lawyer legal drama, which I'm not very interested in, particularly I just... I just don't find that something that really is compelling for me Um, because I don't have any other information. This would be a pass. Okay, so next one is a memoir. It's it's short. It's, you know, in the 55000 kind of range in the 50s, but it's something I'd still look at. Um, Let's see. So the writer immediately goes and says, you know, this is something – that she wants to use to help some marginalized people, which I think is wonderful, and then kind of talks about their marketing strategy, but this, so for me, there's a lot right up front that's not telling me about the memoir itself, so for this, I'd probably say, okay, let's start with, you know, the actual information about it, and then you can go into more of the, you know, information about why you wrote it. It's... Looks like it's about you know someone who's a survivor of some really severe childhood hardship, um, which is really interesting. That can be hard to do well in a memoir. You know, we see a lot of memoirs that are you know, I overcame drug and alcohol addiction and things like that, and that's absolutely valuable and really important. But there, we have a lot of memoirs like that, so it can be hard to move in the marketplace. But it's interesting because this writer is kind of telling me, you know, about why they they wrote this more and kind of weaving their information into the story which makes sense because it's a memoir but kind of going into you know the problems that their childhood brought for them this it's long it is but this is something I would I would put in the maybe pile because I I love memoir and I'm really interested in things from from marginalized writers I think it's so important to support um, their voices so this would definitely be a maybe I'd read the pages and kind of go from there. Okay. I think we have time for a little bit more. Let's see. Okay. So next one is historical. It's perfect length. It's right in the nineties, which is great for historical and historical is one of my real true loves. So I'm always excited when I see it in my inbox. Let's see. So this is historical scent. It looks like in the 17th century. For me, I tend to prefer kind of 20th century non, but that doesn't mean anything Below that will be automatically rejected It's just my preference. Let's see. Immediately starts with the decision this character has to face. Kind of this this problems, you know, with religious issues at this time, with different churches kind of fighting for control. Let's see. Tells me more about what this character is doing, why she um, has to make a choice to flee her native land, and then kind of how she fall what she falls into while in her native land or actually this non-native land let's see and then she this writer has some great comps that i like a couple of them that i've mentioned before as ones i've enjoyed yeah i would request this this looks really interesting i love the historical aspect and that i am i'm really interested in kind of the the control that many churches had on you know just everyday people's lives back in these times. So, so this would definitely be a request for me. So the next one, it looks like, is Family Saga. It's long. Ooh, it's it, it's quite long. It's over 150,000 words, which is probably a reject, but I'll, I'll read through just to see. So about kind of a, it looks like a young person living abroad who's then kind of, looks like kind of plunged into some Dark underbelly mob boss kind of things. This isn't probably the right thing for me, just with this kind of dark crime underworld, which is just not something I'm particularly interested in. Um, and then it's really too long. It, it'd probably have to be cut down, you know, by half. Um, yeah, so this would this would be this would be a pass for me.
0: Okay. Okay, so the last one. Da-da-da! Last
2: one, here we go. Okay, so another historical, yay. This one's great word count. It's just at 100,000, which for historical is okay, because often you need more world building and depth for it. Okay, so immediately my name is spelled wrong, which, just so you guys know, I understand writers are querying a whole bunch of agents. I never reject a query because my name is wrong, or there are a couple typos, but it does kind of start off on the, the wrong foot. So It's always great to double check that they do mention that they're um, sending me this because of a tweet, which I said is, you know, Hey, this is on my manuscript wishlist. Please send me something like this. It is POV, which multi POV, which I love, but I don't, I don't quite understand. A lot of this is telling me what the book isn't not what it is. Um, It also looks like it's more about um, computers and programming which I'm, I'm not particularly interested in, which is funny because my husband is does work on computers with programming. But um, for books, it's not something I'm really interested in reading. They also mention a, a lot of various historical events. I just I don't know or I don't understand. So it kind of goes into what the book is not and then ends on what the book is. So you're really going to want to take out what the book is not and then just start on, this is what the book is. Yeah, this is just not quite for me. Too many computers, too much um, of that type of thing. I just don't find it that interesting. So this would be another pass.
0: Oh, but but you but you you actually I was as you were going through, I was like, wow, like you actually you were at three to, three out of ten, right? Where you yeah. would at least look on, or so I think those odds are pretty amazing. And this is what struck me as you were going through it is that like, we talk about the sub- subjectivity of this process. And I liked how you, we're, I'm talking a lot about this at the Manuscript Academy, but like the new to known, like, oh yes, this is something that I'm really interested in. Or like you're, you're putting it in the compartments it needs to be in, but then it's just like, how do I feel about this content? And, and, and it, that's really what it is. It's, it's a connection between your likes and the work. Yeah, like, absolutely. So simple, but, but I think we dismiss that.
2: Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, so many things are just so subjective. Like, it's like, I read a book I love, and then I give it to my best friend, and she's like, this is terrible. You know, like, it's, it, it's so entirely dependent many times on the reader's taste, um, often on what's selling in, you know, the marketplace is really important. I don't want to take on something, even if it's great, if I don't think I can, I can do what it needs to have done for you mm. as the writer. Yeah, so it, a lot of it is is that matter of subjectivity. And a lot of it is just a matter of, are you following the guidelines? Can I read this easily? Uh, yeah, so that's kind of that's what my process is. Awesome.
1: Well, thank you so much, Megan. I'm sure everyone's going to be very happy to get this insight into what it's like when an agent looks at queries. And also, again, a 30% request rate. Again, like not, I'm sure that doesn't happen all the time, but I think that's really hopeful that agents aren't just looking at things and being like, no, no, no.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, like, you know, without writers, I don't have a job. Like I love reading queries. I I think it's so brave to send your work out there. Again, as someone who has been a querying writer, I know how scary it is to hit that send button and just, just send this thing that you spent so much time on. But like, I think what's great for writers to know is that like, I want your stuff again without it. I don't have a job. So I'm looking for, for these beautiful things, which, which writers send me. So I, I I really love doing it.
0: That's amazing. So Megan, where can we find you online? Uh,
2: Yeah, you can find me at the JDLA website. So that's jdlit.com. And then I also tweet about my uh, manuscript push list and various other things at Megan E. Barnard. Um, and then my Instagram is Megan W Barnard, which is a little confusing. And then I update uh, a personal website with any kind of like you know interviews or conferences I'm going to be attending. And that's at meganbarnard.com. Thank you so much. That was lovely. Yeah, thank, thank you, Megan. You. This was so much fun. Thank you so much.
0: We are so glad that you joined us. And as always, we appreciate your feedback. Just head on over to the iTunes store and let us know what you think. It not only helps us make this podcast be the best it can be, but it also affects our ratings within the iTunes platform. We'd love to hear from you. If you're feeling brave and want
1: to submit your page for our First Pages podcast, you can send it to academy at manuscriptwishlist.com with First Pages podcast in the subject line.
0: We'd also just love to hear from you. And if you'd like to learn more about the Manuscript Academy and everything we have to offer, just jump on over to manuscriptacademy.com.